0: Chapter 9. How many people want to contribute? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6. I seal it up. One more minute. So go straight to the point. Amen. How many of us have been blessed since we have been studying Jeremiah? You can see that Jeremiah is exactly what is happening to us in our day to day. And if we are not very careful, we just get, like the people of old, keep on disobeying God. But that's not going to be our portion. As we learn about Jeremiah, our lives will be transformed. We'll not be in the world. We live in the world, but we'll not be of the world. In the name of Jesus. So, Osha, okay. Go straight to the point. Jeremiah chapter 9. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
1: About this, that they have the understanding to know me, that I am the Lord who exercises kindness, justice, and righteousness on earth. For in these things, I delight, declares the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. I was so blessed by that. I actually raised this as a prayer point during that last week's um, prayer session that our delight, our glory in this world should be that we know God and that we serve God. Because at the end of the day, God is all that matters. We spend a maximum of 120 years on earth. But being with God is for eternity. So whatever we do now that we ensure we have a secured, good place in the Most High God, we should make sure we do it. We should channel all of our energy to serving God. Praise the Lord. Okay, and quickly.
0: Sorry, sorry. I'm hearing boom, 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 What are oh, the Or oh, is it the microphone? Okay, go on. Praise the Lord.
1: Something is distracting me there. Quickly, verses 1 to 3, mommy talks about we having to intercede for other people. You know, events that have happened in my life over the last one week have just, this was like a prophecy mommy was giving, have made me to, be, you know, really be crying out to God for God's healing, for God's comfort, for God's consolation. I just bless God that in God we have hope, in God we have comfort, in God we have everything. I just want to encourage us again. Our full energy should be, di- should be diverted to serving God with everything that we have. Because at the end of the day, God is all that matters. Praise God.
2: Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I just want to share on that one and two. If the sister have touched briefly on it, and this shows the emotional side of Prophet Jeremiah. We all know that he was a weeping prophet, he doesn't just cry for nothing, he cried, and this is an evidence that when he cried, he cried. To seek the face of the Lord, and God wants to see that aspect of us broken down. God wants us to be broken. In the book of Isaiah, He said, Unto this man will I look. A man that have a contrite spirit, a broken spirit, and a humble heart. And a man that trembles at my word. You know, God calls us, is calling us to prayer in this season. If there is a season that God wants us to really pray, it is now. And the aspect of the Jeremiah chapter 9 that really blessed me was that verse 2. He said, all that I had in the desert, a longing place for travel. A lot of us, we travel to go and just have pleasure. But how many of us want to just take quality to go and seek the face of the Lord? Just because of the atrocity that is going on in the nation, or even the needs of the people. You have some people in the church that their needs is, you know, they have been trusting the Lord for the fruit of the womb. One year gone, two years gone, 10 years gone, 15 years gone, 20 years gone, they are still there. How many of us, I think it's a challenge, it's a wake-up call for those of us who call ourselves intercessors to actually take a break from our pleasures and go out and seek the face of the Lord. And there's one thing that Mommy mentioned last week, that some people think that, oh, they don't have money to go away, but even in your house, you can take holiday from work and said, this house, I'm not coming out. 24 hours, 48 hours, I'm seeking God's face. This was the lifestyle that Jeremiah lived during his own life, in his own lifetime. So we should emulate from this. And let's not be self-centered. Let's affect the lives of our people. Let's be that high-impact leader that will impact the lives of others. And the Lord will bless us as we do so in Jesus' name.
3: Praise the Lord. May I'm going to contribute from Jeremiah chapter 9, verses 4 to 7. And as we've heard that Jeremiah wept over the spiritual conditions of the people and of their sins. And some of their sins were there were no trust among, their, among brethren, uh, nor do they have any morals. They walked in slanders, with slanders. They were slandering each other, and they were deceptive. They rejected God and were involved with idolatry. So some of the lessons I learned, first and foremost was as Mommy Oma reminded us that we should look unto God and cry for mercy for the people, especially in Jesus' kingdom. We should also cry for this nation, for God to have mercy and be compassionate unto us. Other lessons that we should remember that as we are part of God's covenant and to be part of the blessings God promised Abraham, we have greater responsibility to obey God's wills and commandments. We should not do all these things that the Israelites committed, we should glorify God in all our doings and actions, and in words, and we should be honest in our dealings with each other. We should also not reject God, and if we say we love God, we should follow 1 John 4.20. And again, we should not misuse the love God has for us, because you can see that the Israelites, they were God's own people, just as God Almighty loved us as continue to love us as well. So we should not misuse the love God has for us and his covenant with us. Or think that because we are God's particular, peculiar children, we will continue to sin. So may our favored position with God and our status with God bring us to the obedience and love of our everlasting Father. And may our favored position that God Almighty loves us may not bring judgment upon us in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.
4: I'm taking my contribution from Jeremiah chapter 9 verses 1 and 2. In Jeremiah chapter 9 verse verse 1, we can see that Jeremiah longs for deep mourning. He used the word oh twice in verse 1 and 2 and described the severity and urgency of mourning. We saw the consequences of idol worship in chapter 9. And now we're seeing the extent at which we need to repent for God to listen. He said, oh, that my eyes be a fountain, a never-ending flow of tears. because his, And there was a reason for this. And this is because the people were adulterous and inevitably unfaithful. When we hear, of, or hear the word adultery, we, phys- we automatically think about physical um, adultery. But here he's talking about spiritual adultery. They broke faith with the one they married. Um, and they were unfaithful. Have we broken faith with our husband, which is Christ? Have we forsaken him and gone after other things? Has the word which is sown in our lives daily in this house been choked by the cares of the word, which has caused us to have no root and be unfaithful? God is telling us through the prophet Jeremiah, I created all these things for you. Are you going to put the one who created these things aside and pursue these worthless things? God is calling us for a wholesome reasoning in this season, to examine ourselves. And I pray that we take heed to what the Spirit is saying to us.
5: Praise the Lord. My contribution is taken from Jeremiah 9-3, which reads, And like their bows, their tongues have been bent like lies. Amen. And if you look at the weapon, the bow and arrow, it is a weapon that is used um, when you uh, stretch it. It will shoot out arrows. And, this sh- and um, the Israelites' mouth was like arrows of lies. And whenever they would speak, it was like shooting out of lies. So um, in our everyday lives, we need to make sure that we don't lie or gossip because lying and gossiping are linked and Caiaphas, the high priest, um, gossip, lied about the way that, that Jesus was, um, he was, his uh, disciples stole his body and said that he resurrected, although Jesus did resurrect. And um, the soldiers were bribed for the, to tell the whole of Israel that um, this lie, And in our everyday lives, we need to pray that we will not lie and we will stay firm to God so we will have our eternal victory. Amen.
6: Praise the Lord. My contribution is taken from Jeremiah 9, verse 7, which reads, And therefore, this is what the Lord says. See, I will refine and test them. For what else can I do because of the sin of my people? And firstly, um, I'd just like to say that in this verse, God isn't talking about the judging fire, like in 1 Corinthians 3.13. Because this isn't God's ultimate wish for humanity. But rather, God spoke of the purifying and cleansing fire, like in Zechariah 13, verse 9, which reads... I will refine them like silver and test them like gold. And that they will call on my name and I will answer them. I will say they are my people and they will say the Lord is our God. And this rather is God's ultimate wish for mankind. And sometimes you need to compare God to um, things in real life, like a, um, a metal worker, like a silversmith or a goldsmith. And these um, workers always wish for the best for their creations because nobody wants to buy a, um, like a, bracelet or a necklace that has defects or mistakes in it and so whenever uh, and so it can't bring any profit and so whenever um these workers see a mistake on the product or see something they need to correct um they have to melt it down like in the fire and then use the soft metal to create something new and so in our something better like in James 1 verses 2 to 4 which tells us to consider it all joy even when we encounter various trials and so um, just to say that sometimes we go through trials and testings but, in our every, but we need to remember that God does it all for a reason and it's to burn out all our imperfections and mistakes and turn us into something new like fine silver. Amen.
0: Let's put our hands together for these great children. I call them great children. Amen. Many of us will give him back to greater children. In Jesus' name, in this church. In Jesus' name. So, as I said to us uh, about Jeremiah, it's all about what happened in our day to day. I'll just quickly read my notes again on that Jeremiah chapter 9 to be able to encourage us tonight. We know that Jeremiah is known as a weeping prophet. He mourned over the suffering of his people out of his deep compassion for them. Jeremiah 9, 1, and 10. And then, a sister added, which I wrote here now tonight. This shows the emotional side of Jeremiah, how he wept for the sin of the people, which is nigh too. He, uh, he would love to look for a place in the wilderness to hide himself because of the sin of the people. How many of us, you know, like he has said, will just go somewhere to hide, to pray for the sin of this nation? A lot of things are going on in churches. A lot of things are going on in the world. A lot of things are going on in our offices. A lot of things are going on all around us. Are we still having time in our pleasure? You know, enjoying life. Rocking rolls. And all, Coming to church, sit down. Go to evangelism that does not hold water. Or we are serious with the Lord, like Jeremiah. And we come and cry. Look at what is happening in our nation. Do we commit ourselves to praying for the nation? Look at what is happening in our homes. Do some people sit down to jest about it or you are praying about it. Because if it happens to somebody, it can happen to another person. You understand that. So let's cultivate this habit of Jeremiah uh, to pray for his people. He said uh, he would love to look for a place in the wilderness to hide himself because of the sin of the sins of the people. What are the sins of the people? They are all adulterers and treacherous. In killing, they are number one. In committing adultery, they are number one. What are the sins of the people? They have bent their tongues like bows and they have become liars. People lie in various areas. You know, he said, what are the sins of the people? They are not uh, valiant for the truth on earth. Number, number four, what are the sins of the people? They have proceeded from evil to evil. They do not know God. They take advantage of their neighbors and do not trust their brothers. They don't, we don't trust one another. The sin of the people, we are just living fake life. If your brother sit by you here, he's like, mm, let's not speak this before you know it, it has gone out. Is that, that is the sin of the people. And it's happening in the church of God today. What are the sins of the people? They slander and deceive their neighbors and will not speak the truth. What are the sins of the They taught their tongue to speak lies and willy themselves to commit iniquities. They are full of deceit and refuse to know God. That's 9:14. For all the reasons above, God will punish his people. Jeremiah 9.11-13, Proverbs 13.24, 2 Chronicles 7.14. The sin of the people. What is the sin of the people? Disobedience. Is that not happening in the church of God today? People disobey. Because they just feel they have to disobey. Punish only those who are circumcised in the flesh. But circumcision from the heart will not be punished. People are circumcised only in the flesh. I did explain. I don't know whether it's in new cross that I explained this. The manhood. When they give out to a small baby. If you don't circumcise the baby... The man who will collect sometimes insects as well. Let me make it to be serious. Bad, bad things. The man who collect, and it will affect the baby as the baby grow. That's why the Jews have now made it a point of uh, correction to circumcise the newborn baby, the male, so that they can be able we can be able to understand what he's talking about. I say those that are not real that just left themselves like that. They leave a lot of disease to be living among their sin to to cultivate all their lifestyle. He said, God is going to punish them. But those that have circumcised their hearts, some only do circumcision in the flesh, but the heart is not circumcised. God is calling us tonight, again, reminding us to to be circumcised in our hearts. He said, 9, 25 to twenty, circumcision from the time of Abraham. And the people, uh, from the time of Abraham, the people of Israel, was a symbol of covenant, covenant relationship to God. This also separates God's people from their Pagan neighbors in Abraham's days, which was essential to develop the pure worship of the only true God. Genesis 17, uh, 9 to 14, you can write that down. Why did God require us to be circumcised? Why? So that we will be obedient to Him. When we are circumcised in our hearts, then we obey the law, we'll be able to do all what the law says. Why did God require us to be circumcised? so that we'll be separated from the world and a sign of belonging to him. We just tell the we, can, we cannot be doing the things that the world do when we are circumcised in our heart. Why are we circumcised? So that we, if we be a symbol of cutting off the old life of sin, purifying one's heart and dedicating oneself to God. Why? Why should we be circumcised? So that we can be healthy. A Christian, Christian lifestyle will be a healthy one. All skin cut off in the natural with a great significance spiritually. So that we can be healthy. A lot of people are sick in their bodies, sick in every way, sick physically and spiritually because they are not circumcised. Circumcision was also practiced by pagan nations, but not as a sign of a covenant with God. By Jeremiah's time, the people, uh, the people that is the Israelites, I've forgotten the spiritual significance significance of the circumcision, even though they continue to do the physical routines. A lot of people are circumcised in the world. That they, they mention this group when you read towards the end of that yeah, chapter 9. These people are circumcised in the flesh. They live according to the world. And anything that they do is worldly. So they are only circumcised in the flesh. So if any Christian join this group outside there, then you are in trouble. Come under the route of the Lord. May we not come under the route of the Lord? So, God sent Jeremiah to the people of Judah and our neighbors as He's sending us also to our nation and believers and non believers today to warn them to repent of their sin so that they will not perish. Many prophets are trying to win more people to God, but they refuse to listen, but they refuse to be listed and repent. In our day today, may they hear our voice as we speak of God. That takes us to chapter ten this morning. He said, "He said one of the sins of the people is that they are corrupt. Neighbors don't trust in their neighbors anymore. Members don't trust in their uh, members anymore. You know, one of the uh, this thing that I read talks about uh, Jacob and Esau, how uh, uh, Jacob treated Esau to take his birthright." You know, today many people are tricking themselves in the in the household of faith to do wrong things. May we not be such neighbors in the name of Jesus. People are no more trust. If we sit down together in the church, they are no more trusting one another. May God grant us that grace so that we can tr- begin to trust one another again in Jesus' name. The sin of the people, they can't even trust themselves. They don't trust themselves at all. And he mentioned some of the uh, nations here. That takes us to Chapter 10, God and Idol. And in that chapter 10, he says, Hear what the Lord says to you, people of Israel. You can put us there as in our own day today. This is what the Lord says Do not learn the ways of the nations or be terrified by signs in the heavens, though the nations are terrified by them. For the practice of the people are worthless. They cut a tree out of the forest and a craftsman shapes it with his chisel. They adorn it with silver and gold. They fasten it with hammer and nails so it will not totter. totter. Like a scarecrow in a cucumber field, their idols cannot speak. They must be carried because they cannot walk. Do not hear them. They can do no harm, nor can they do any good. References to Isaiah 40, 18 to 20, and then Isaiah 44, 12 to 20. That is the man-made gods. Our God is supreme. Our God is all-knowing. Our God is mightier. The psalm addressed him. I said in that book of psalm, I forgot it, it's 137 or so. It said, mightier than the mighty thunder are you. That is the God we serve. The God that can do and undo. Hallelujah. But this God that was described there that the people are following, they have mouth, they can't speak. They are man made, they created by hand, they put, they put eyes on them, they put everything to decorate them, and they use nail to hang them somewhere to establish them on the floor. They can't walk freely. May we not serve such God in the name of Jesus. No one is like you, Lord. You are great. Our God is great. All this kitchen I'm talking about now describe. Who a God is. He said, no one is like you, O Lord. You are great. Sometimes you say we don't know how to praise God. Thank God for people that have read the scripture and are able to come in songs. You know, you are great. You are great. Everything written about you is great. So look at it here. They must have read the scripture. They know that we serve a great God. And then God use them in the, in the form of, the, of their gifting, in their skills to be able to bring that to us so when we read such so, 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 so part of the Bible he, as Jeremiah told us about the acts and the way of life of the people the way they neglected the real God to serve the unknown God to serve the God that has man that cannot speak then he began to describe the, our own God here sometimes because we do not know God we do things that are, are uncalled for Because we do not know God. We tend to know God, but the reality, when it dawns on us, we don't know God. We have taken the God of this world to be our God. But Jeremiah is reminding us here. He said, no one is like you, Lord. You are great, and your name is mighty in power. Hallelujah. The name of our God is mighty in power that is not in the midst of any situation. When you call the name of the Lord, you will get results in the name of Jesus. He said, and your name is might, mighty in power. Who should uh, who should not fear you? King of the nations, this is your due. Among all the wise leaders of the nations, and in all their kingdoms, there is no one like you. Hallelujah. You know, Anath sang a song in this with this scripture. He talks about God being a refuge. If you look at that book of 1 Samuel chapter 2. After God has answered his prayer, he started to, 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 to say to God in, in her praise, in her songs of praise, he said, God is a fortress. God is a his ref- his refuge. It, in time of trouble, and not, he began to praise God. When God does things for us, do we praise God? Do we worship God? But Hannah, in that book of 1 Samuel, chapter 2, when he was, he sees God as his rock. He sees God as one that he can rest on. He sees God as well, even in the midst of terrible situation. God is God. And you could see him that is her supporter. So in Anna's song, he sounded, he, 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 sound, he sounded the song very well. And the words of the song, that God is her fortress. and ever-present help in time of trouble. You want to say you don't know how to pray? In the midst of difficult situation? let's look at all these people that has gone ahead of us. And let's begin to use their words. And it shall be well with us. He said, among all the wise leaders of the nation, Jeremiah is repeating the same thing, and in all their kingdoms there is no one like you. They are senseless and foolish. They are taught by wordless wooden idols. How much silver is brought from taxes and gold from... He said This are a god. is an unknowing god. He's awesome. But the gods of woods, he said they are brought from, you can call the nation that they bring them from, from taxes are just, they are just ordinary wood that they get in the forest, and man come and make them to be gods. He's now describing the god of this world, and they, and 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 and, and trying to show us so I can be able to know the difference between our own god. No no hand can make our god. Our god is all knowing. Our god has been there from the beginning of creation. These other gods that we are talking about, man have to cut them out. So let's know our god and be able to talk about him to everybody. He said, they are all senseless and foolish. They are taught by worthless wooden idols. Hammered silver is brought from Tarshish and gold from Obhaz. What the craftsman and the goldsmith have made is then dressed in blue and purple. They make these gods to be, to be royal. Amen. But it's only our God that is royal. All made by uh, skilled workers. These are skillful craftsmen. That made this God, but there is no one that can make our God. He said, But the Lord is a true God. If anyone ask you about the Lord, bring them to this scripture. He's a true God. He's the God that we call upon and he answers us. But this other God, you call upon them, they can do nothing. He said, He is a living and the eternal God. You want to praise God tonight when you get home? Begin to praise God through this word that you are reading here tonight. You can get it in the psalm as well. God is the law is the true God. He is the living God, the eternal king. When he's angry, the head trembles. The nations cannot endure his wrath. Psalm seventy six, seven to ten. You can see this in that book of Psalm. Tell them this their gods with a small letter G, who did not make the heavens and the earth, will perish from the earth and from under the heavens. He said, But God made the earth by his power. He founded the world by his wisdom and stretched out the heavens by his understanding. What he when he thunders, the waters in the heavens roar. He makes cloud rise from the ends of the earth. He makes, uh, he, he sends lightning with the, with the rain, and brings out the wind from the, from uh, in storehouses. You know all this we have seen. So when you are speaking about it, you be able to. How God thunders? When God thunders, you can see the heavens like there is a light that just cracks the heavens into two. We have seen it. When God thunders by speaking, he speaks with rainbow. How can who is the painter that that? went to, to the clouds to paint, to, to, to do that rainbow. This is the God that he says. The one that can only make rainbow to form. In that We say when we see that rainbow, that shows a, a sign of covenant that God will never destroy this world with, 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 uh, with water, with flood anymore. Thank you so much. He said everyone is senseless and without knowledge. Every gold goldsmith is uh, shamed by the idols. The images he makes are fraud. They have no breath in them. They are worthless. I want us to mark that word worthless. The God of this world is worthless. Amen. The God of gold is worthless. Amen. The calf idols are the children of Israel. that Aaron cast are the people. When, God, when uh, Moses went for the covenant. He's a worthless God. He said the objects of mockery. When their judgment comes, they will perish. He who is the portion of Jacob is not like this. For he is the maker of all things, and God is the maker of all things, including Israel, the people of his inheritance. The Lord Almighty is his name. And he began to tell them about the coming destruction that is coming upon the people that are not serving God faithfully. He said, "Gather." of your belongings, to leave the land. You will live under sage. For this is what the Lord says, At this time, I will haul out those who live in this land. I will bring distress on them, so that they may be captured. They will not come under the wrath of the Lord. Woe to, 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 to me, because of my injury, my wound is incurable. Yet I said to myself, This is my sickness. And I must endure it. My tent is destroyed. All its ropes are snapped. My children are gone from me and are no more. No one is left now to pitch my tent or to set up my shelter. The shepherds are senseless and do not inquire of the Lord. These are talking about the shepherds here, that is, the the, the, the leaders in the house. Hallelujah. The leaders in Christendom. He said, they are worth senseless, and do not inquire of the Lord, so they do not prosper. May we prosper in the name of Jesus. Amen. And all their flocks are scattered. Listen, the report is coming. A great uh, commotion from the land of the north. Do you remember that scripture again? Jeremiah 1, what is that? When he was asking Jeremiah, what do you see? We must not forget. Because I said to us I will be seeing this. As we go along. He talked about the destruction from the north. And he said, he said what did you see? Who can tell me that? how Jeremiah described it? Boiling, boiling. boiling pot. Amen. And he said, it's coming from the north. He's repeating that Jeremiah 1, verse 13. You Don't forget it. Don't forget it. You write it against that scripture. He said, listen, the report is coming. A great commotion from the land of the north. It will make the towns of Judah desolate. May we not come under the wrath of God. When he makes the land of Judah desolate, what will happen? He said, a haunt of jackals. That is, when he makes it desolate, then we begin to see the handprints of all the animals that are hiding in the the, the woods before. He said, Jeremiah's prayer. This Jeremiah's prayer is is a serious prayer. May God help us so I can pray for our nation. When Jeremiah began his prayers, he said, Lord... I know that people's lives are not their own. This will make us to know that our lives are not our own. You cannot live your life the way you want to live. Leave me, let me just enjoy my life. When I'm older, I will go to church. Or when I have children, God has not given children. That's why I'm coming to church. You don't know how long you are going to live for. So Jeremiah started his prayer here. He said, Lord, I know that... I, I know that people's lives are not their own. Even though they like to mess up their life, even though they like to do things to hurt you, even though they like to go their own way, but just know, Lord, he was pleading here. He said, Our lives is not, including himself, he said, It is not for them to direct their steps, but we want to direct our steps by ourselves. He said, Discipline me, Lord, but only in due measure, not in your anger. So that's why sometimes you are praying. God should do something. We must know that as we pray, we must put caution. Look at Jeremiah's prayer. He said, even though God should discipline him, he said, please not in full measure, because the anger of God is is not easy. He said not in in full uh, measure, not your anger or you will reduce me to nothing. He said, pour out your wrath on the nations that do not acknowledge you. They will not be that nation. Nations here, they represent nations. He also represent individuals that are not serious with the with the Lord. When the wrath of God comes and is poured on such nation, <laughs> it's not going to be easy. He said, Pour out your wrath on the nations that do not acknowledge you, on the people who do not call on your name. May we call on the name of the Lord in the name of Jesus, for they have devoured Jacob. They have devoured him completely. And destroy his homeland. May that not be a portion in the name of Jesus. Pray that God will cleanse us from every impurity in the name of Jesus. All these things in Jeremiah's prayer that will cause destruction. They are a type of impurity that is upon the people. May God cleanse us from within. Give us a heart of flesh instead of a heart of stone. And circumcise us in our heart, not in our flesh a lot of people are only circumcised in their flesh so they are in the world today they are in church tomorrow they are neither cold or hot but God as we study the word of God we circumcise us all in our hearts so that I can be able to do the right thing in the, because this is God's own wish in Jeremiah's prayer I, I wrote here let me just start from beginning chapter 10 God and idol or idol and the true God Amen God hates idolatry Jeremiah 1 to 5, Jeremiah in these verses explains the amount of work or hard work that is put into creating the idols that is of no value to them. You know, he said, man said the idol, they put uh, gold on it, they hung it to a tree, they made it into a tree, they used uh, a, a nail to stock it down, but this idol cannot work. Look at all the, uh, all the hard work that is put into creating this God, but that God is an awesome God. In that Jeremiah 10:6 to 6 to 10, Jeremiah encourages the people to know the real God that is alive. That God is alive. And I'm encouraging us tonight that our God is alive. The God we serve is all powerful. He's all knowing. He is great and powerful. The only God who is the creator of the heavens and the earth. And that verse 12 to 16. Then you can put it because as we move to Jeremiah 13:51, we are going to see in verse 15 to 19. Exactly, Jeremiah 10, 12 to 16. You can mark it there for now. It says, This stressed the awesome power of the Lord through the storm and the works of his hands. 17 to 22 talks about the coming destruction on the people that are disobedient to his word. Now let's look at Jeremiah's prayer. In that 10, 23 to 25 or so, He said, A man's life is not his own. We must always know that our life is not our own. That's why you cannot just say, I, I, have my, I own my life, and I can do whatever. In his prayer, he stressed it, so that if you know that your life is not on, you can just take uh, uh, your breath away. Then we're gone. We become ordinary. Amen? He said, man cannot direct his step; It is only God that can direct our steps. That's why we must ask God on a daily basis that Lord help me to direct my steps. And in Jeremiah's prayer, he also stressed this, that God should pour out his wrath, On a nation that do not acknowledge him. Or on peoples who do not call on his name. May his wrath not come upon us. You know, there is something to know God and another thing to call on his name. In time of uh, 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 that we need God's security, some will go and look for security somewhere else. But God demands that we call on his name. And look up unto him, the author as the finisher of our faith. Jeremiah in his prayer, ask the Lord for a punishment. May that not come upon us in the name of Jesus. It's a punishment that will not be severe, though because of their disobedience, they deserve a severe punishment. But in that uh, 6 to 7, he has that, uh, the punishment, please don't let the punishment, don't treat me. Let's, let's go to that, uh, that prayer that he said, uh, discipline me, Lord, but only in due measure, not in your anger, or you will reduce me to nothing. He knew the anger of God. He knew what he was praying about. So when he was praying, don't just say, God, deal with me, deal with me, deal with me. Eh? If God deals with us, <laughs> you know, according to, you know, our sins or something like that. But let's always ask for forgiveness, and it shall be so for us. In that verse 23 to 25, just put in the nutshell, if you also refuse to repent of our sins, then we cannot escape his punishment or his wrath. Amen. So, we are going to pray tonight. Father, cleanse my heart from every impurity. Amen. Lord, strengthen my soul to serve you. Direct my ways, my steps, my will. Because our life does not belong to us. So, God, we need God to direct our ways, our steps, and our will. Say, let your will be done in my life, oh Lord. This we must, because this is part of the Lord's prayer. We are also going to pray, Lord, destroy everything that distracts my soul from the things of God. God wants us to love him. God wants us to serve him. God wants us to focus on him. But there are some things, little foxes, that struggle with our lives. They are all going to be taken away in the name of Jesus. Amen. Make a new man out of me, O Lord. And uh, that verse 11. What did it say in that verse 11? Let's quickly go there. I just marked it in that verse 11. Verse 11 says here. Say, tell them this. This God who did not make the heavens and the earth, will perish from the earth and from under the, uh, the heavens. May we know this, that this, that we don't serve those gods in the name of Jesus. We want to pray that God will help us so that we not be, our soul will not be distracted from loving him and focusing on other gods. I end my case here tonight.